0: Okay, we're up to death. Pei Hei is four lines from the bottom. Boy Rabba. Rabba asked the following question. G- Rabba's question is like this Sheves What if someone causes a temporary uh, injury? You know, if, if you cut off someone's arm, it's a long term injury, then you obviously have to pay for Nazak. The question is, if there's a short-term injury, now you have to pay for unemployment, you have to pay for medical expenses. The question is, do you pay for Nezek? Now, Nezek is evaluated by the value of the person on the slave market. So here's the thing, if it's a temporary injury, so let's say he loses feeling, in you broke his arm. So it's going to be a problem for a couple weeks, he has no arm. So right now, or any other injury, that, that's a, a temporary uh, debilitating injury. So, right now, if you were to go on the market, he'd go for less because he's not, he doesn't have the use of an arm. But once he's healthy, he's back. So, the question is do you have to pay for Nezek because there's a short term Nezek, or no? So, that was Rabbi's Kasha. So, hey, what's the case? The case is someone struck his arm and his arm shriveled up or lost usage, became disabled. But eventually it'll become better. So, my, what's the halacha? So, do we say that right now it has no usage and right now if you were to be sold, it would go for less? You have to pay. Keeping the last, I'm sorry. Because it's going to get better, you don't owe him anything. Or perhaps, right now his value is reduced. And if he would go on the market, he would go for less. Therefore, you have to pay. So, Tashima, the price it says as follows. We know that if you hit your father or your mother and you make a wound, you're misa. If you're misa, you don't have to pay. Because Kim Lebeder Over here, you hurt your parents, but you didn't make a wound. So we'll have to try to figure out exactly what you did. You hurt them without making a wound. So over here, because you didn't make a wound, you're not going to get the death penalty. And therefore, you're Chayiv, Nezek Tzah, Ripa, Shevez, and This is a wound. This is an injury that is not a wound. And HaChayv B'Chavir B'Yom Kippur. If you hurt your friend on Yom Kippur. Now, over here, you made a wound, but it's Yom Kippur, which is only Chayiv Kareis, not Chayiv Misa, and therefore, there's no Kim Chayev, all five categories of payment, necessary Now, what's the case where you hurt your parents, but you didn't get good? So you make a but you, you hurt them, so you have to pay. What's the case? What, what did you do to them? Is it not referring to this? Where you made, gave them a temporary injury, so it's not long term. Therefore, you're not going to get the death penalty, but you have to pay. So you see, you are chayev to pay Nezek even on a temporary injury. So you see this Araya that there's chayv nezek on a temporary injury. So Amri know, what's the case? The cases where you made your parent deaf, but you didn't inflict a wound on them. Meaning, you, you hit them in the ear without causing a wound, and it's a long-term wound. This is not a short-term injury. This is a forever injury. They're deaf now. So you don't get the death penalty because you didn't cause a wound. There's no blood. But because it's a forever injury, so this is not a that that is short term injury, it's because over here you hurt them forever. So the Gemara it says, wait a minute, huh? Rabbi, didn't Rabbi say that if you make your father deaf you get the death penalty. Why? I there's no blood. There must be some internal bleeding. Yerchaev Misa, if you cause your parents to bleed, or internal bleeding. Or, what was this Rabba says that if you cause your parents to be deaf, there must be internal bleeding, <speaking> in <Spanish> and the drop of blood, the internal bleeding, is causing the, the eardrums to be ruptured. So you can't tell me that that case is where you cause them to be deaf, because if you cause them to be deaf, you get the death penalty. If you get death penalty, the We're looking for an injury without a wound. There's no death penalty, so it must be a temporary injury. And you see your chay of nazik. The Gemara says The cases where you shaved your father's head, and you shaved his head, and therefore it's uh, his value. You, you caused him an injury due to the fact that he is, uh, I guess, his value is less. His value is less on the market, so I guess you did cause him to go through some discomfort, but. I guess we're trying to find out what the halach is by a temporary injury. Over I mean, here you shaved his head. A couple issues. First of all, shaving the head, why would that make his market value less? Also, the Gemara points out, uh, when you shave your head, your hair grows back. So that, that's the definition of a temporary injury. So that's exactly what we're looking for. So the Gemara says, No, the case is you put some cream on your father's head, and he's bald forever. And you made him some chemical bald forever. So therefore, that's mamish an in injury. Now it's not a wound because there's no blood, but it's a forever injury. So it's not a raya of a temporary injury, and you're chayev because there's no death penalty. You're chayev to pay all five things. Now, how could you have nezek tsariposhevus and boishes by causing his hair to come off? What's the nezek over there? So the gemara says, let's go through each one. The nezek is the fact that he now that he's bald, I guess that he has less value on the market. Okay, uh, let's go through tsar. Why is there tsar? The like The tsar is that apparently his father has cracks in his scalp and this cream caused him pain so the, tz, the nezek is the fact that because he's bald now apparently the market is less Okay, the tsar that you have to pay is because he had cracks in his scalp that hurt now because of the cream the repoy that you have to pay is the boy Yasuye. he has to go to the hospital to heal the cracks sheves the loss of employment I didn't have loss of employment because he's bald Right, we, we didn't know what the injury was. Now you tell telling me he's bald. So how does that cause you he was employed by a hair company? So what's the loss of employment? So the Gemara says, <laughs> it's a very interesting case, <laughs> he was uh, he would dance in, in bars. boy <laughs> Apparently he would like do something with his hair. He would dance with his head uh, certain movements. <laughs> but he can't show it off now because of the cracks. He can't dance the same way. So you have to pay him for unemployment because caused him to dance differently. Okay, injury. Injuring. Uh, interesting. the humiliation. The is the easiest one to find out because now he's bald. Okay. Now, so Rabba had the question of a temporary injury. Do you have to pay for Nezek? So the Gemara says, This question the Rabba had, Both Rabba and Abaye are confident. About the answers, they just disagree with each other. One says that you're chay of nezek, and one says you're definitely not chay of nezek. So Rabbi's question of whether there's nezek on a temporary injury, Abayah and Rabba are both answer, one says chay and one says potter. Let's see it inside the If you injure someone's hand, but it's going to get better. So it's a temporary injury. You have to pay him for sheves gadoilo, is a euphemism for nezek. And Shevez Ketan is unemployment. You have to pay him for unemployment and Nezek. So you see that Abaya is confident that you're high of Nezek. Ravah says no. And Ravah says no. You only pay for unemployment. You don't pay for Nezek. There is no Nezek on a temporary employment, temporary injury. So Rava is confident the other way. Okay. Let's say someone cuts off an evad Ivri's hand. So the question is like this. Who who gets the money? He's an evad Ivri. He's a Jew. But he's right now an Evid. So does it go to his master? Or does it go to him? So the Gemara says, The Nezek, the lack, the, the loss uh, of uh, depreciation of value, goes to the uh, Evid because he's a Jew and he should get his own injury payments. But the unemployment, the fact that right now he can't work, that affects the master, and therefore that goes to the rab. that goes to the master. Rav says no, all the money, both the unemployment and the Nezek, go to the Evid. Be looking, Minkarika, but it's not fair that the master shouldn't get anything. It's his slave. So here's what you do you pay the money to the Evid, but you use the money to buy a field. And the master can get the peris of the field. So the Icar field goes to the Evid. So he has, you know, he's getting paid for what he went through. But the master is not forgotten because he gets the the peris of the fields. Okay. Now, Now, let's say you give an injury to a slave, a Jewish slave, that doesn't affect his ability to work. Let's say, You cut off the tip of his ear, the tip of his nose. So his value is less because it's hard to look at him and he looks disfigured. His ability to be a slave is not. So the Nezek, there's only Nezek, there is no unemployment. So for that... You give the money directly to the slave. Nothing goes to the master because the master wasn't affected. Piches, <laughs> it's a rabbi, but this is just review. But if you cut off his arm and now he can't work, then pluck the abayah rabba. That's machlekes abayah and rabba. Abayah feels that the master gets the unemployment. and rabba says no, everything goes to the evi. But you buy the a field with it and the proceeds and the payers go to the rabbi. Okay, boishes. Now we said in the mishnah humiliation. It's all relative, meaning someone who's chashiv, someone who's wealthier. Could be more embarrassing, someone who's poor, uh, who's used to humiliation, it's less so, it's uh, subjective. Mani masis, And who's the author of our Mishnah? Lawyer Rav Meir of lawyer Rav Yehuda? We're going to prove that our Mishnah is not authored by Rav Meir, and it's not authored by Rav Yehuda? El Rav Shimon, it's authored by Rav Shimon alone. It's not. Now, who is this Rav Meir and Rav Yehuda that it's not like? It's not. The Kulon, the, over here we're talking about Abraiso, about how do you figure out Humiliation. Is it subjective or objective? Meaning, does it change whether you're rich or poor? So the B'raises says, All people, says Rav Meir, both rich or poor alike, are treated the same. Meaning, They're all the children of Av. Yisai Yaakov. We don't say that a poor person and a rich person have different level of b- 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 busha. We look at them all the same. We figure out how much would a regular person go through the busha, and you give that amount of money, whether he's rich or whether he's poor. That's our mayor. So obviously our mission is not like our mayor because our mission says it's subjective. Our mayor says it's objective. Everybody's the same. It's like communist. Everybody, all Jews are the same. There's no difference between a, an older rav and a younger balabas. It's all the same. So our mission is definitely not like our mayor. Comes our Yehuda and he says no. No, there's a difference. Rich people are their humiliation probably gets them more money than poor people. Now why can't our mission of Rav Yehuda? Kind of sounds like it is. That we'll point out in a second. It's a side issue comes Rav Shimin, Rav Shimin says like this, I have a sort of a combination, that is Ashirim, you see Rameir Rav treats everybody that they're the same, we look at them all as, you know, middle class. Rav this says, no, there's wealthy and there's poor, and there's going to be a difference in Busha. Rav Shimon says like this, Ashirim, when it comes to rich people, we look at rich people like they're poor, like average, regular, they're no longer rich, we don't give them more money because they're rich, but, but, we look at poor people like they're really poor. So regular, everyone is like a poor person, but poor people are like double poor. So the boucher is going to be less. Meaning, according to our mayor, everybody's treated like a poor person. Everyone's treated like they don't have their wealth. Like they're, they're regular, not, not wealthy, and therefore everyone's going to get less. Review that says, no, wealthy people get more, poor people get less. And wealthy people are going to get a lot, and poor people are going to get very, very little. Comes to Shimon, he says like this: I think there's a difference in rich and poor. I just don't like making massive gap. I think everyone should be treated as poor, and poor people should be treated as really poor. So our Mishnah, which makes a distinction between wealthy and poor people, that follows our Shimon, that he too makes a distinction. Now, how come our Mishnah cannot follow Rabbi Yehuda, who also makes a distinction? Says the Gemara: Money, who's our Mishnah? mayor mayor. Because our Mayor says is a difference between rich and poor. Our mission says it's a difference between rich and poor, and Rameir doesn't believe in that. But Rav Meir, why can't it be Rav Yehuda? Here's the problem. The Mishnah, as we're going to see in a few moments, on Ahmed Beiz, says that if you humiliate a blind person, you're chayiv. Rav Yehuda disagrees with that. Rav Yehuda's opinion is that a blind person is already humiliated. This is such thing as humiliation, your potter. So our mishnah, while it, this part could work with Rav Yehuda, the next part cannot. Rather, a Rav Shimon. it must be our mishnah follows Rav Shimon. It can't be Rav Yehuda because Rav Yehuda's shita is that if you mevayish a suma, you're potter. Suma in loi and the mishnah says if you mevayish the suma, you're chayiv. Rav Yehuda says suma in loi which means that poor that blind people don't have Busha. So therefore, our mishnah cannot be Rav Yehuda. Also, the Gemara says, wait a minute. I feel the same, Rav Yehuda. Maybe our mishnah could be Rav Yehuda. I our mishnah says that if you may a but Yehuda implies not like that. So the Gemara says, maybe Rev Yehuda agrees with the Mishnah, and there's a difference in who is being embarrassed. Meaning, if you embarrass the blind person, the Gemara says, meaning, if you maybe review Yehuda was like this if a blind person embarrasses someone, you're potter. But if you embarrass a blind person, you're chayiv. So maybe when it comes to blind people, Rav Yehuda and the Mishnah could work. When the Mishnah says you're Chayiv, and Ravita says you're Pater, they were talking about who is the subject matter. If the blind person is the embarrassor, then you're Pater. If the blind person is the embarrassee, which I know is probably not words, then you're Chayiv. Maybe that could work. So the Gemara says, no, it can't work. Why? Because the end of the Mishnah says, if you humiliate someone who's sleeping, Chayiv, but if a sleeping person humiliates someone, in the middle of his sleep he rolls over and knocks someone over and falls on someone, whatever it is, paters. so the Mishnah makes a distinction by a sleeping person as whether he is the one who is causing the embarrassment or receiving the embarrassment. But like Katani Tani Sumer and it does not make this distinction by blind people, so if you're going to tell me that our Mishnah could work with our Yehuda, and there's a difference within blind people between who whether he is the one being embarrassed or the one embarrassing, the Mishnah should say that because the Mishnah says such a distinction regarding sleeping. Rather, it must be our Mishnah completely disagrees with Rabbi Yehudah. And that is, Rabbi Yudha holds that a blind people are not included in the laws of Busha at all. And our Mishnah completely dis- disagrees and says they're always included. Both if they're the ones embarrassing or get embarrassed. It must be that our Mishnah follows Rabbi Shemen. Okay. Who's the author of the Mishnah? We have a machalikis right here, whether rich and poor people are treated differently by Bush or Meir says no, everyone's treated like a poor person, everyone's treated the same. Rav says there is a major difference, and Rav Shimon makes it a subtle difference. Who's the author of following If you intended to humiliate a small person, now remember what katan is. Katan could either be like underbar mitzvah or katan could be a euphemism for poor. So we're going to think right now it's a euphemism for poor. If you intended to humiliate a small person, but accidentally you, in, you humiliated the wrong person, you ended up humiliating a big person. So you have to pay. So the question is, who do you pay? How much do you pay? Do you figure out the value of the person you humiliated or the, pe- or the person you intended to humiliate? So nice and late to This Brysa feels that you give the value of the person you intended to. So if you intended to embarrass a cotton, let's say a cotton's embarrassment is ten dollars, but you mm-hmm. ended up embarrassing a goggle and his is twenty dollars, you get ten bucks. You don't go by what you did but what you intended to do. Leviash Ebot, if you intended to humiliate a kanane of Eva Knani, has been but you intended, but you ended up humiliating a Jew. the You give the value of an evit kanani. That's what the brisa says. So, money. Who is the author of this That there's a difference between katan and gadol. Now we think katan is poor and gadol is rich. And this, and you're saying there's a difference between katan and gadol. So you see, there's a difference between rich and poor. That's not Reb Meir. Veloy Reb Yehuda, but Shimon. It cannot be anybody. How so? Let's go through it inside. Why can't our mission follow all these ten So, let's assume that a katan is a katan bin chasim. A katan is someone who's small in money, meaning poor. And gadol is a gadol bin chasim. Now, right off the bat, it cannot follow the mayor, because the mayor feels that a poor and a rich person are all the same. Our Braise clearly feels the difference. So, our is de- the baraisa is definitely not the Throw that out. Can it be Rev Yehuda? Why not? Review the feels this different in rich and poor. So does the price I'll tell you why. Rev. Yehuda's opinion is, the second part of the price has said that if you intended to humiliate a v'kinani, but you humiliated a rich person, you give the rich person the v'kinani uh, value. That shows that Kananim get busha. You'd have to pay them. So you intended to... Humiliate an eviknani. He's worth ten dollars. Be ended up humiliating a Jew. He's worth twenty. you Give the Jew ten bucks. Why? Because that's the value of an eviknani. So you see that an Kanani is included in the laws of busha. The problem is Rabbi Yehuda Shita is ain laavadim busha. You do not have to pay busha to an Ebed-Kanani. So that brysa can't be a Rav Yehuda either. So could it be Rav Shimon? Be Rav Shimon. Haomer and Potter, and it can't be Rav Shimon either. Why? Because the problem is the Shimon's sheet is what is this whole brysa saying? I intended to humiliate a who has a certain value, and I ended up humiliating B, who has a different value, you pay B the value of A. The Shimon Shita is that if you intended to humiliate A and you ended up humiliating B, you're poter legamri. You don't have to pay at all. So our price is obviously not like Rav Why? My Taima. Why does and Shimon say you're completely poto? Because he looks at humiliation like a murder. Because you're like killing him a little bit. Now just when it, when it comes to murder, if you intended to kill A, but you ended up killing B, you won't get the death penalty according to Menetanoim. Because you didn't kill the person you intended. The Pasek says, The Pasek says that you killed the person you intended. The Pasek says regarding a woman that she grabbed him in that place and Cause of embarrassment that implies kavana, So our mishnah, who is this braise like? It can't be a mayor. It can't be a Yehuda. It can't be Rav, Rav Shimon. That's a problem. So the Gemara says two answers. La Rav Really, if I was Rav Yudha, I, the braise says that if you intended to humiliate an evikinani, and you humiliated a Jew, you give the Jew the Kanani value, which implies. That an eviknani is included in the laws of Busha. I, review Yehuda, holds it, potter. The answer is, the answer is, Rev Yehuda says that you don't pay Busha to an K'nani. The Brysa never said you do. The had just said, if you intended to humiliate an eviknani and his value of Busha, that how much would uh, Busha buy an K'nani be? 10 bucks, and then you end up humiliating a Jew, you give the Jew 10 bucks. It never says that you give money to the eviknani. Our Braisa can really work with review that You don't ever give busha payments to an It's just saying that there is, a, there is, a, there is a, a, a metric of how much embarrassment is valued to an but doesn't mean you actually end up paying. Braisa never said he pay an he just said that you give the value of the busha of an to the Jew. That could work. is say another answer? Afilu temer of Maybe the missioner, the Bryson can follow Rameir. I Rameir holds oh, there's no difference between rich and poor, and this Bryson all talks about rich and poor. The answer is no, it didn't. The Bryson never said rich or poor. It said cotton and gadol. You know what cotton is? Cotton is not poor. Cotton is under bar mitzvah. It's not talking about poor people. Me gadol cotton gadol gadol mamish, cotton mamish. The cases where you intended to humiliate a kid under bar mitzvah, he ended up humiliating an adult. It's not, it's not. related at all to rich and poor. So the gemara says, the cotton could a cotton really be embarrassed? Do you think a two-year-old really is embarrassed? So the Gemara answers that uh, the Gemara answers that, it, yeah, it depends on the age. Yes, a two-year-old won't be embarrassed, but a ten-year-old will. There's an age where a kid on the bar mitzvah can be embarrassed and can uh, can embarrass others. So too, the michlom and Go to the next page. So so too, the could be talking about a cotton. And it's not related to the discussion of rich and poor. Okay. Hamavaram, if you humiliate someone who's naked already, Hamavauma, or if you humiliate someone who's blind, or Hamava Yashan if humiliate someone who's sleeping, you beiveve in all these cases. The Gemara is going to go through what exactly is the situation. The Yashin ish, but a sleeping person that humiliates someone without Kavana, he rolls over in his sleep and uh, kicks the guy or whatever. Potter, you're potter? Naagag or. If someone's standing on the roof and he gets blown off the roof by a, an Oynes, like a strong wind, the Hizik Ubiish and he falls down, injures someone and humiliates him. So Chayev al-Nezek he's for the Nezek because as we had before Petzatach has Potza means that you're Chayev for Nezek whether it's Oynes, Rotzen, Shoygig or Mezid. Potra la but you're Potan because as we just had from Rav Shimon, you're only Chayev for Busha if you have Kavon over here. There was no kavona, achim is haven. Okay. I mean, everyone agrees to this form of kavanah. Shimon was a slightly different form of kavanah, But the point is, you have to have kavanah to be Mavash. Tan another the Gemara, says, Bishu arum If you humiliate someone who's naked, you're chayev to pay. Bishu You're just going to pay less, because when you're already naked, it's probably less embarrassing than if you're clothed. Okay. If you humiliate someone in a you're But you're going to pay less because it's probably less embarrassing if something happens to you in a than if something happens to you in the marketplace. Now, let's analyze these cases. If you humiliate someone who's naked, the guy's walking down the street naked. What could you do to him that's more embarrassing than what he's doing to himself? What does it mean naked? He's not actually naked in the streets. Rather, the case is where he's in the street and a wind comes and blows up his clothing a little bit. So, he's already being embarrassed by the wind and now what you do is you lift it up further. So you you embarrass someone who's already naked meaning, yes, he, he technically for a moment was naked, but but you you he, he didn't intend, it's not like he was a himself, it was an ones, and then you really embarrassed him and therefore you're chayev. Similarly, Baisha Basamerai, you embarrass him in the Merchats, Merchatz barbusha. he's already naked in the Merchats. What could you do already? Well whatever you could do to him, he's it's in the Merchats already. So the answer is I'm a publisher Baisha The case is where he's taking a bath by the river, so it's not a real base on and then you you know he's by he's got his towel, he's putting his towel on, you rip. In the cases, it's not like where he was by a mikvah where it's already humiliating. He's he's you know, whatever, skinny dipping by the river, he doesn't want anyone to see. And then all of a sudden you bring attention to it, that's a case where you're tied. But Ravab Bar ask a question. Let's say humiliate someone who's sleeping, and then that person died in his sleep without ever realizing that he was embarrassed. Mahu, do you have to pay? So, what's the kasha based on? What's the shayla based on? Here's the question. What's the real issue of payment? Why do you pay for humiliation? Is kisufu? Is it because the victim himself is embarrassed? Now, if that's the case, this person died without ever feeling embarrassment, so you shouldn't have to pay. Or perhaps, the reason why you pay for busha is not because the person himself was embarrassed, but in the eyes of others, his prestige was lowered. In which case, in this case, he was degraded by others, so you should have to pay. That's the question. Is it he feels the embarrassment you have to pay, or just in the face of others, he's lowered, in which case, He's lowered even if he never get embarrassed. And even if he died before feeling the embarrassment. Remeir said, There's no of payment of busha for a shaita, but a katan there is. Now, wait a minute. A katan there is. Now, the Gemara assumes that a katan himself doesn't feel embarrassed. So, why do you pay? It must be because, in the face of others, his prestige is lowered and we assume that a katan doesn't himself feel embarrassed so why do you ever have to pay for being a katan it must be because in the face of others his prestige is lowered so you see that ikrachiev is because of the prestige of others the Gemara says no wait a minute is he telling me it's because of others that why don't you pay by a shaita? a you know, he may not feel embarrassed, he's a shaita, but in the face of others, he might be lowered. So the answer is, Amri lach The answer is, people's opinions of a shaita is not lowered based on a certain act. He's already a shaita. So the Gemara says, "Okay, fine. Let's go back. So now we said that you're by a cotton for embarrassment. The Gemara assumes that a cotton himself doesn't feel embarrassed. It must be the embarrassment is in the face of others. So you see that his Prestige is lower, that's the Chiyiv. So the Gemara says no. Your assumption that a katan cannot be embarrassed himself, that's not true. We're talking about a case where cotton is old enough, he's under Bar Mitzvah, but he's old enough to feel embarrassed. So really the Khiv of embarrassment is because he feels it. In which case, if the person died before waking up and he never felt embarrassed, he should be positive. So why do you pay by a katan? We're talking about a katan who's old enough to feel embarrassed. Uh, Some have a different version. Rav Papa says, no. Instead of the question being whether that person himself feels embarrassed or the prestige of others, it's more of a question is, is it embarrassing to him, or is it that it's embarrassing to his family? So now that's the question. If it's embarrassing to him, he's dead before he wakes up, he doesn't care. If it's embarrassing for the family, they care. That's the question. So, same raya, same rejection. Akata on himself, he's too young to feel embarrassed. So why do you pay? It must be because his family is embarrassing. You see, the Ikrchiev of Busha is because of the family. So the like gemara says, before we address the Raya, Elamai, Mishambusha, Mimishpacha, Filushaita Shaitanami. If the Chiev is because of the family, then why don't you pay by Ashaita? Who's embarrassed? The answer, Ashaita, Busha, A Ashaita's family, uh, their, their, their opinion is not affected by this act. They're already embarrassed. So the Gemara says, "Fine, but let's go back to the Ikariah. Again, we're asking a question: If a person is sleeping and he's humiliated and then he dies, do you have to pay? So Rapapa says the ikar is whether the busha is because of him or because of his mishpacha. So it says you have to pay by a katan. A katan is too low. To a katan, the Gemara assumes that a katan doesn't get embarrassed. It must be because of the Mishpacha. Amra, Papa, in, you're right. No. The michlam, michlam. There are certain katani, we're talking about a katan who's old enough to get embarrassed himself. It's not just because of the Mishpacha. So it's not a riot that it's because of the Mishpacha. It's because of him. Ay, a katan's too young. The answer is this katan is old enough to get embarrassed. Vatania, we have a price that backs that up. Rabbi, a deaf person gets humiliated. You have to pay. Shaita so, ain't labayishus. A shaita so does not. And a katan pamei yeshloi ainloi. Sometimes a katan you have to pay. Sometimes not. What's the answer? Had the michlum had the michlum It's not about the mishpach, It's about him. So it depends on his age. If he's old enough to feel embarrassed, you pay. If he's younger, you don't pay. Hamabayishus asuma. Okay, let's finish up. If you embarrass a blind person, you're chayiv. So you see that a summa is included in the chiyuvim of Busha. Mas Tisan Deloike Yehuda. Our Mishnah is not like Rav Yehuda. Detanya, meaning the Mishnah says that a, bu- a summa is included, meaning that if you embarrass a summa, you're chayiv, and if a summa embarrasses other, no, he's chayiv. So Mas Tisan Deloike of Yehuda. Our Mishnah is not like Rav Yehuda. Detanya, Rav Yehuda Oime, Rav Yehuda says, Summa Inloi A blind person does not have to pay for Busha. So our mishnah is not like him. The Kachay Rav Yehuda Poitah and Rav Yehuda took it further. All blind people our Potter, Mikhail Gaulus, they don't have to go to Gaulus if they kill someone accidentally. Mikhail Malkus, they don't have to go to Galashes if they did a love. Mechaybe Mises Bezen, and they don't get killed. Sumas are Potter, Le My time to ravida. what's the Revita's source? That he's Potter from embarrassment. So Gamre, Enecha, Enecha, Meidem Zoymen. It says the word Enecha by busha, and it says the word Enecha by Edom Zoymen. Ma Hassam Sumala, just like Edom Zoymen cannot be blind, because obviously you can't have a a witness be blind, because how could he say he saw something? So when it comes to Busha, they're not Chaiv, because it's learned out from adam Zayman. Because adam like Zayman don't apply to blind people, so the Busha doesn't apply to blind people as well. Let's keep going in the Braisa. The Gemara continues, a blind person doesn't go to Detanya, as the Braisa says, that if you killed someone accidentally without seeing him, that excludes the Sumer, that implies that you could see him, but if you can't see him, you don't go to Gaulus Rav Meir says, no, L'Rab is this a Rav Meir says, no, a is also chayiv in Galas. It's no. a Yehuda. My time in Rav Yehuda, what's Rav Yehuda? The source that a suma is potter from Galas. And the passage describes accidental murder. And it says, you enter the field to chop wood. That part of the passage implies all situations have Galas, Afi even a blind person. So the beginning of the passage implies that a blind person is chayiv. And then the passage says, no, you didn't see him. So it starts off including, and then the Pasuk says, no, it's excluding that a blind person is not included in the Pasha. Rab Meir, who says that a blind person is Chaib Golis, he says the opposite. He says, I agree. The word is to exclude. But then the Pasuk says, you killed him without knowledge. So it's two loys, two negatives. Two negatives equal a positive. Have a an exclusion after exclusion. la is two negatives, equal a positive. So because it excludes it twice, that means it's chayiv. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says that a blind person is potter, What does he do with blidas? He says blidas is not coming to, to be maimed a blind person. It's coming to be mimayat, incidental murder. Meaning, regardless, only applies to accidental murder. Blidas. But if you intended to kill the guy, you shot him in the head, you knew that he was there, then you're potter. It's not addressing blind people at all. And the last thing our view is said is that a blind person doesn't get Misas Bezdin. Why? I say Rezech, Rezech, Mechayve because it's learned out from Chayve Golis. It says Rezech by Chayve Golis, it says Rezech by Chayve Chayv Misa, just like Golis doesn't have. Sumas are not excluded, as we just said. So to Mises Bezdin, Sumer excluded, and Chayve Malkis, and they also don't get lashes. I say Russia, Russia, Mechayve Mises Bezdin. It's learned out from Chayve Mises Bezdin. All right, we'll stop here.